Welcome to Suburban Warrior, the podcast that will impact, inspire, and empower you to transform your mindset and become the badass warrior that you are. I'm your host and fellow warrior, Chrissy Pfeiffer, former clinician and corporate marketing exec turns multi-passionate entrepreneur, performance and life coach, and mom to four not-so-little warriors. Each week, I will bring you honest conversations with inspiring guests to share their stories of resilience, optimism, success, and simple yet effective strategies so that you transform your thoughts and change your behavior to get the results you want in your life. You will be empowered to take action, warrior up, and believe in you. Let's do this. What's up, Warriors? Welcome back to another episode of the Suburban Warrior Podcast. I'm your host, Chrissy Pfeiffer, back at it again with another amazing Suburban Warrior here to share a super fun episode with you. Because on today's episode, I have Hillary Baronado, and she is also known to many as Gardenia Avenue Blog. So we are going to get into all of the fun mom tips, um, top faves for spring, what it was like to build a blog, build a business and be a mom and all these amazing fun stuff in today's episodes. So stick around. But first, let me tell you a little bit about Hillary. She is the founder of Gardenia Avenue blog. And she started this blog after a wonderful, exhausting, exhilarating and fulfilling year with her firstborn, a sweet girl named Ava. And finally, after 14 months of diapers, sleep training, trips to the vet, moving into a new home, family gatherings, Friday night date nights, and working full time, she decided she needed something else to do (laughs) because who needs any free time, right? I'm sure that laundry list sounds very familiar to lots of you. Uh, Just recently, she also added a sweet baby boy to the mix and her family is now complete. I am so excited to talk to Hillary and find out all about this amazing blog and your business. Welcome to the podcast, Hillary. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Uh, I have to say, you know, I follow your blog on Instagram and I have so much fun listening. Like when you do the stories and you're talking, I just can't stop listening to what you're saying, even if it doesn't apply to me. (laughs) Oh, that's so sweet. You're just so personable and so fun to watch and listen to. And I love all the tips that you have. You have so many ranging from, you know, everything from fashion to recipes. And it's just a great informational fun site to follow. So I'm so happy to have you on today. Thank you so much. That means so much to hear because you know, when you're talking into your phone screen all day by yourself, you're like, is anybody out there? And then I connect with people and it feels so nice to hear somebody's out there. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, I know. It's believe me. I feel the same way with the podcast. I do all these podcasts and I go out there and of course I see the data, but you wonder like, okay, well, who, who is listening? Um, so it's nice when someone finally says, oh my God, I heard your podcast and it was great. So, okay, so let's get into learning more about you. So I know you decided to start your blog after your firstborn. Tell us a little bit about that story and sort of like what went into your thinking. 
Yeah. So um, as you had mentioned, uh, we had a move. I was on my maternity leave and I had gone out to lunch in Wayne and then was kind of on our way back um, home. We had this really cool loft apartment in South Philly. We were right on East Pashunk Avenue. So we would park our car on Friday night and walk to bars, walk to restaurants, go to the Italian market. And then when you have a baby, things just kind of change and your priorities are different. So I was like, wow, the suburbs really are a nice place to be. And I happened to drive past this house that was for sale and really was not looking and kind of got one of those feelings, sent the address to my husband. He drove out from Center City. And the only thing he said to me was, so we're moving, huh? (laughs) He just knew it right away. Like He knew it. Yeah, this is going to be a good spot for us. And it's I'm so happy we're here. I um, grew up on the main line. I now live five minutes from where I grew up. My mom's right around the corner. But um, it took me a while to get here. I went away to college. Um, Three days after I graduated from college, I bought a one-way ticket to California just to see what happened. And I was there for four years. I sold time on private jets. So I met all sorts of cool people. And then one day I woke up and I just missed home and came home a job locally and met my husband and now boom we're here. So what what it really did was you know I guess that backstory really builds up to why I started the blog because there was just so many different transitions happening and I started to feel like hmm what what could I do for myself? And I was actually listening to one of your other podcasts and the, this quote really summed it up for me. Um I wanted to find something that would light my soul on fire. Yeah. And I really love shopping and clothes, makeup, all that kind of stuff. And I was always sharing those things with my friends through text message or when I saw them. And then I started to think, well, maybe what if I just started chatting with more people and wrote about it? And then that kind of just grew into my blog and my Instagram. And I think people love the connection of social media because social media at its purest like best form is really about connections and finding similarities and sharing tips and tricks. And if I could be that person that maybe gave a tip on something and someone's like, oh, that really helped me out. Like, that's awesome. That's the goal. Yeah. Right. It's so fun. I mean, and I agree. I think, you know, social media, you know, certainly has, has its positives and negatives, but one of the positives is absolutely the connection that we feel with each other. And when you find like-minded people and find people that you can connect with and are interested in, and they have the same passions and everything, it is so wonderful to learn. I mean, I I definitely felt like I've learned so much and even like, you know, of course my kids are on TikTok and they're scrolling constantly looking at the videos and I get it. It is addicting, but I have to say, I've gotten some great recipes from TikTok. Like, and I'm not even on it very often, but it's fun. So you certainly can learn a lot of things from social media. And, you know, from what I understand, when you started thinking about doing this blog, you know, you're a new mom. And so I'm assuming that there was a lot of like wanting something for yourself, right? Because like when we're in that new mom space, it's like everything that I listed earlier in the bio, it's the kids and the husband and the meals and the nighttime feedings and this and that. And, you know, it's one of those phases of life that is so significant that you can start to lose yourself in it, right? You start to become so much, you know, your identity goes from being 
Hillary to being a mom or Christy to being a mom. And, you know, especially with that firstborn. So that's a struggle I feel like we all have. So I'm sure that's probably similar to like what you were feeling and, and why you wanted to start something like this. Yeah. And really what happened for me is I got that I want to do this. And maybe a week later, I started to put the wheels in motion. And I really just kind of blindly jumped into it. It's funny, like hindsight's always twenty twenty. I probably could have done a lot more research. I could have thought about things more. But there's kind of like a beauty in just going into it blindly and really just allowing it to be organic and go for it. Um, I read a quote that uh, 20 minutes of doing something is more valuable than 20 years of thinking about doing something. So I'm so glad that I just went for it because truly, what do I have to lose? I'm now four years later and it has been a really, really neat journey for me. It's opened a lot of cool doors. I've met unbelievable people, great connections. um, And I just feel fortunate that I have a really cool community of like-minded women that I just chat with through Instagram. Right. Yeah, no, I love that as well. I think that's such an important, I love that quote um, that you just mentioned because it's, it's just so much about action. Right. And I think so many of us uh, can get stuck in our own heads, overthinking things and how we're going to do it. And what are people going to think? And I'm not experienced in that. So no one's going to take me like just all of the self-talk. And instead of just just do it because right. you never know what one step is going to lead to, to the next, to the next, to the next. Okay. So tell us about, for those that don't follow you already, tell us about Gardenia Avenue blog. Well, really it, it has morphed a couple times and really what I think I have found my most honest, raw self is just sharing things that I liked that I, I wore or I made food. Um, I love a good DIY project. I've been doing some fun DIY projects that end up being some of my most popular content. People will message me. (laughs) I actually had this one streak where um, I was, I couldn't get enough of spray painting. I would find an old piece of furniture and just spray paint it and create a whole new piece and give it new life. And I had a couple people like, man, you and that spray paint can again. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So many people said, wow, I never thought for an $8 can of spray paint, I could even salvage that ugly old table. But really, when you just kind of give it a new, um, you know, a coat of paint, and it, it changes the whole, the whole game. And again, that goes back to the neat side of social media, because it kind of just opens up your eyes to another way of trying something. So really, what I like to do with my Instagram and my blog is really just share a snippet of where I am that day or something that worked for me or something that really didn't work for me. Because the most, I think the thing that connects most with people is the real stuff, the highly curated, the overly staged stuff just doesn't really translate to an an audience of people who are just sometimes like running from carpool or soccer practice. And I understand my audience is not going to really resonate with like something very highly overly staged. So I've tried to really make sure my content is relatable, but also sticking to me and it just being me because the internet is full of everybody else and there's only one you. So you really do your page you. That's awesome. So as you were explaining that, 
and you know, talking about social media and how people really connect. I think people can tell when it's like not overly staged, right? And you, when you are being authentic and and truly yourself. And so I think that's a very good point and and so true about how you connect with people. But I was also thinking about how difficult it is on social media to, you know, put yourself out there, you know, authentic, vulnerably, um, and really, especially someone like you who does it day after day after day. And I'm wondering, like, you know, how you've dealt with that. Like, you know, is it difficult to put yourself out there, the good and the bad, right? Because you have people that I'm sure are so sweet and love what you're doing. And then, you know, you get the trolls and the haters that are going to be existent no matter what. And how do you deal with that? It's a great question. And I'm not going to lie. It's not easy. And there are days when I wake up and I just don't feel like talking and everybody wakes up like that. You're just like, you know what? I just want to go through my day. I'm just going to kind of go like go through the motions and I don't want to chat. But most of the time I wake up and I want to share what's going on in my life. And I've gotten a ton of great feedback about it. But the flip side of that is I've also received like really, really hurtful messages. And that's the ugly and sad part about social media is you will not be for everyone. And that's okay. But I'll tell you a very personal experience. I had a friend who um, had meant to text her husband, but then actually texted me talking negatively about me. And she tried to back, uh, you know, back, um, backtrack and cover it up. Um, but then she admitted to it. And I just still get upset with it because I don't know if this is just me, but I am 100% a hype girl. If you are a woman going after your goals and dreams, I will support you 100% because what I mean, what harm does that do for me to support another woman going after what she wants? So I always think, why wouldn't everybody be like that? But at the end of the day, it was a fantastic lesson for me because it taught me you are not for everyone. It is, And that's okay. You don't have to be for everyone. And I use that as a moment to really hone in on what I wanted my platform to be. And really what it is, is it's just authentically me and I tell, you know, I, I when I think about it, if you want to follow along to see what's going on in my day to day, awesome. If you don't scroll right on by, you don't have to tell me how much you dislike what I'm doing. You can just continue on with your day. But, you know, that that didn't happen overnight. I've worked really hard at letting it roll off my shoulder and thinking you really have to care about the people whose opinions you're you're caring about. So if you're not, if you're just taking anybody who has an opinion and you're letting it affect you, like that, that's, that's too much. Everybody has an opinion of you, but it's really, if you know your genuine heart and you kind of have a core group of people that are behind you, you just forget the rest of the noise. Yeah, absolutely. And I love, I mean, that that's a tough story that you shared because, especially because it came from a friend, right? I think sometimes it's a lot easier to shrug off opinions and stuff when it's someone you don't know, because, you know, they always say like, be, be careful whose opinions you're really absolutely. letting weigh on your life, right? But, to your, but it, it's almost better because there was such a lesson in that for you, right? Like it was a friend and, and it happened, but it sounds like you really did grow from it because you realized it. And, and someone told me this a long time ago when I was starting my business and they were like, 
And it was a, a like a mentor who was older than me. And I didn't really believe her at the time, but she was like, you know, just be careful. Your friends and your family will like, she went like extended family, not like my husband, but like, will be like your, your least biggest supporters. Like you will, Isn't they that will kind of shocking. Yeah. And I was like, no, I'm like, my, not my friends, not my family. Like, and I, I, I mean, she said it to me, it, it like hit me so hard. Cause I was like, there's no way. And over the years, I've definitely, I mean, it's obviously it's not a generalization, but boy, have I seen that, you know, and um, you realize like just some friends don't want to support or have any interest in supporting. And, but what I heard just kind of planting that seed for me, when, when it happened in the moment, it allowed me to say, you know what? Well, to your point, like I'm not for everyone. To me, it said, I'm not doing this for anyone else, but for me. And so, you know, my business, my coaching business, my speaking business, the, the podcast, whatever it may be, it's, it's not for everyone. It's really for me to fill my buckets, fill my passion, and hopefully help other women in the meantime, because that's the, that is the end goal. But, you know, again, it's such a lesson to learn as we grow. And I think, again, even in our phases of life as women getting older, I mean, you're a lot younger than I am, but um, you start to realize like you have to do what feels good for you and only allow the opinions of the people that truly matter in your space, right? The people that are mentoring you, the people that are affecting you in a positive way, the people that might have constructive criticism so that it makes you a better person or a better businesswoman or a better mom or a better friend, right? It doesn't mean that we can't accept criticism. It's just the criticism that counts, right? The ones that's going to help us grow. So in a way, it's like, I'm so sorry you had to go through that, but there was like such a growth experience in that for you. And I'm sure it just made you feel even better and stronger about the content that you're putting out there. Yeah. And, you know, you're not going to go through life unscathed. Right. So things happen. No way. (laughs) Right. So things happen and something always is going to be thrown your way. It's about how you handle it. And I could have let that shut me down and say, I'm not going to share my life anymore. I'm like, I'm too hurt. I don't want to put myself out there. But I took a couple of days, I thought about it, and I said, I'm not going to let one opinion or one simple text that then we actually talked it through and kind of got on the same page, change the trajectory of what I do. I just can't let one simple bump in the road change the whole whole game. And that's right. Not you, you can't. So tell us, you know, you're a busy mom and you know, blogging is a lot like people who don't realize what it is. Like it is a lot. It's a lot of time and effort that goes into these to your thought, your content calendar, your videos, what you want to present. Like it, it is a lot more behind the scenes, you know? So how, how do you balance it all? I am working on that every day. <laughs> I, I still don't think I have it all down. I am kind of the type of girl that just throws it up and see if it sticks. And if it yeah, doesn't, yeah. then we work on it the next day. So I try not to get too wrapped up in things that possibly didn't work one day. And then I just move on. But the best thing that I have about balancing is I, as crazy as it is, one of the nice things about all being at home so often <laughs> was that I, 
got to be at home with my kids. So I have no lack of time that I am not with my kids. I have so much time with my kids. I'm so present that I'm able to kind of sneak out and carve out a couple hours a day of my blog work because I know I filled the bucket of mom work almost all day. Yeah. Timing wise, I had my son in January of 2019. I think we got sent into quarantine March of 2020. Wait, no, I had my, I'm sorry. I had my son in October, went back to work in January, and then we got sent into quarantine that March. So I had after that three months of him having a nanny at home, we were sent back home. So I was home with him from six months on till about almost two. So I had an opportunity, which if not for being in quarantine, I would have never had that crucial time with my son. Yeah. My daughter too, of course, but with him being so young, it has just been a beautiful foundation of um, such a wonderful relationship for my whole family. It really strengthened my family. So in all of the craziness that it brought us, it also was a blessing for me because I had that extra time at home. So that all to say, that's how I balance being a mom because I'm with my kids so much. I feel like I deserve an hour or two to do what I want to do. <laughs> even though that's some sad. days it's not quite doing what I want to do, even if it's a shower by myself, you've got to do a little bit for you. Absolutely. And you got to you gotta fit it in when you can, right? Right. right. Totally. So one thing I do love about your blog is that, oh, I love many things, but one of the larger things is that you really don't know what you're going to get that day, right? It's like sprinkled with all of these wonderful, like you said, tips and tricks. So let's talk about, you know, what's happening right now. It's spring. Spring is in the air, barely. We're in Pennsylvania um, for those listening that aren't local. And it's like not really warm yet. We're all hoping, I mean, here it is April 19th and I'm like still in a cashmere sweater because I'm freezing. So, but we want spring, bring it on. What about, we are so ready. So I would love to hear like sort of what you have for some top faves for spring. Maybe it's apparel, makeup, like whatever, whatever it is that you're like, okay, this is going to be so fun to share this spring, something new, something new for all of us that we need to feel good, look good. I have a couple things. Great. First, I am so ready to put away all my neutral looking clothes. I want bright colors, fun, maybe a pattern in there. But I really think one of the big trends for spring are going to be bright colors, bright green, bright pink. So just I love that. I love that. I agree. I'm ready for some color too. bring it on. Yes, exactly. The other trend I'm actually loving right now, and I can kind of go either way, and you don't have to go 100% in, but there's a Western trend going on. Yes. I love, uh, well, you know, I love a good pair of jeans, but I think um, also cute sundresses um, are going to be big this year. I actually have a pair of cowboy boots that I bought a couple of years ago in Texas, and I am bringing them to the main line. I love it. (laughs) You should. Yeah, I I think it's a fun trend. And really what I think about style is wear what you feel good in. That is my absolute number one tip or trick. Uh, You have to wear what you feel good in. I particularly feel good in a great pair of jeans and really high heels. Some people like it, some people don't, but that's what I like. 
And I feel like sometimes there's an unspoken gesture that, you know, as you get older and as you're a mom, you have to cover up. But really, if you feel good in what you are wearing, that is absolutely the best piece of advice you can give someone because the confidence will go through the roof and, you know, look good, feel good is a real thing. Yeah. I am a firm believer in wear what you dig. I love it. Do you think that maybe that um, the whole Western, I'm, I'm still stuck on the Western thing because I'm thinking, yes. like, all right, I have cowboy boots and I can, am I going to bring those out? I think it's Yellowstone effect. Right? I completely agree. Man, Beth Dutton is my inspiration. <laughs> yes. Woo! I mean, you know, because when you watch the show, you look at what she's wearing and you're like, oh my gosh, like she looks so great. She's in like this like great, like beautiful suit with like cowboy boots and dresses with cowboy boots. And it all just works. And it works. It is so Absolutely. fun. And yep. she's just such a great badass character. So I, as you were talking about, it, I'm like, I'm, I think it, that might be the Yellowstone effect for guys and girls that it's like, you know, c- coming back. So that's exciting. I think that's fun. It makes, it makes getting dressed feel a little bit fun and different. If, if I can figure it out, but I mean, you know, cause I'm not very Western. It's like, I'm the opposite. I'm like probably more urban. And so I don't know, but that's like a fun thing to try to like work out and see if you can do it. Absolutely. And if it doesn't work, you go right back to what you feel good in. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So, and then another thing that I, I know that you share is recipes and I'll tell you as a mom, I struggle with this probably more than anything. And it's, the dinner question. And it's probably because I have teenagers and stuff. I mean, college age, teenagers, middle schoolers, and we're busy. And so I'm not home to really cook between the hours of like three and six. And then when we get home, everyone's starving and need to, they need to eat and eat instantly. But I know you share a lot of like recipes and tips. Like I feel like just recently it was like meatball Monday, (laughs) right? Love meatball Monday. My friend Beth, uh, came up with Meatball Monday and I shared it. And then I must have had 20 messages saying, we do Meatball Monday now. And I said, okay, so what is Meatball a- Monday exactly? So you can kind of- uh, I mean, I, I'm it. assuming it's you make meatballs on Monday. <laughs> well, you can tailor it to whatever works for you. Uh, last night we did meatball sandwiches. Uh, oh. The week before we made meatball and spaghetti. Got it. And Variations on the meatball. Yeah, because I'll tell you, my daughter likes- the pasta without the meatballs, but my son just likes the meatballs. So guess right. what? I make a little dish of pasta for her and a little dish of meatballs for him. And then everybody's happy and they Perfect. go to sleep with a full stomach. I love it. Um, I love it. That's such so a great idea. I really idea. try to do stuff that is kind of a family, you know, family favorite that somebody isn't going to have a problem with. But one of my mom tips, and I don't know if this would be totally widely accepted by everyone, but it has really worked for me is Around Monday and Wednesday, I cook an entire box of pasta and just make like buttered pasta and keep it in a Tupperware container in my fridge. So if someone's having a meltdown, they don't like dinner, I have a substitute for them right away because there's nothing worse than sitting down and then one of your kids decides they don't like the shape of something, so then they won't eat it. But always have buttered pasta in my fridge. So, and I, I try to cook pretty healthy food. My dad was an unbelievable and is an unbelievable cook. My parents were separated when I was very young. And I remember going to my dad's house. My dad would get out a recipe book and he would show me a picture of a meal and he would say, let's try to make this. Let's see if we can get it to look like this. And then we would, you know, make, make it and judge to see if it would 
uh, if it would look like that. And I do that now with my kids. And I use some of those recipes from when I was young, which is a great feeling. And my dad will come over and he'll see what we're having. And he's like, oh, I need to make that. That looks delicious. Oh, that's so sweet. That's really yeah. nice. It's, I love it's that. Yeah. It's like it's like the Pinterest for meals, right? You know how like, I know you do DIY, but like the Pinterest things that like the pictures look so nice and then you make it yourself and you're like, wait, why doesn't that, that match up? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Don't even get me started on baking. Baking is a whole different story. I can cook, but baking is the one where you get some really, really bad fails because yeah. I've tried to do those cool cakes or muffins or cupcakes and then they're all flat, no color. <laughs> It's no fun at all. No fun. Oh, it's the you worst. You got to know your strengths. That's you just do. one of them. <laughs> Betty Crocker, that's my strength. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Break out the box. Okay, any other meal tips besides Meatball Monday? Any other like quick meal that you love? Like maybe like a, a one-pot meal or something that's like quick and easy that moms can, can make? Because I know everybody that I talk to shares the same feeling that everyone's sick of what they're making. Well, I know we're kind of getting out of this season, but I think one of the most underrated things is the crock pot. Yeah. I was, I discovered the crock pot a couple of years ago and it was so nice when we were going into the office to be able to turn it on low in the beginning of the day and then come home. Your house smells amazing and you've got a full meal. So my favorite or one of my favorite crock pot recipes is a couple chicken breasts, a packet of taco seasoning and a jar of salsa. And it creates the most delicious shredded chicken that you can put over uh, a bowl of rice or a bed of um, lettuce. Just perfect. Perfect. That's such a great idea. I don't know why I never thought about that. Oh, it's so good. So good. I think I I found that somewhere on Pinterest. So thank you, Pinterest. And there you go. That's Taco Tuesday. We just just settled two days of the entire week. Absolutely. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Score. Oh my gosh, Hillary. Well, those are some amazing tips that you've shared with us today. And I want to thank you so much for being with me because I, like I said, I love to follow along with your blog. You're so fun. You're so bubbly and so positive. And it's just, it's, you have great tips. So thank you for sharing and, and for being here. Well, I'm so honored that you invited me. And I really just think the world of you and your podcast. I absolutely love listening to the women you have on there because it just, it's inspiring. It's truly inspiring. Oh, well, thank you. Well, guys, if you don't already follow Hillary, make sure you go to Instagram and check her out at Gardenia Avenue blog. And we will certainly have it linked in the show notes for you to check out. And as always, we would love to hear what you think. So drop us a comment, make sure you subscribe, rate and review the podcast. And We will be back next week with another amazing warrior story to share with you. Have a great week, everyone.